Welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This is a podcast designed to encourage and equip you as we work on building our kids that will build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be your host as I aim to share some of the most helpful tools that I've come across in over 20 years of being involved in student ministry, foster parenting, and raising my own kids. Well, this season of life is really exciting for me because it, I, I think back 10 years ago in my life and what an awesome time it was. Uh, I duped this super great girl, super sweet girl into marrying me and she's stuck now. And uh, so 10 years ago, I got to marry my wife, Emily, and we just had fun celebrating our anniversary on a cruise. But something else happened 10 years ago that was, um, you know, it was one of those days that just didn't seem like it was going to be any any monumental thing happen. And, and even the incident that happened wasn't a huge deal at the time, except it had a profound impact on me as, as time went on. You see, I lived in this apartment complex in Nashville, and I lived next door to a couple really good friends, and my friends were babysitting this little boy for the day. I think he was six years old, seven years old, something like that. And his mom and dad were just going through a really hard time. And so this boy was just rattled in his in his behavior, um, acting out, you know, just kind of really didn't know who he was or what his place was because of the chaos in his house. And so I pull up into the parking lot that day and my, my friend's out walking his super annoying dog who I just had no love or affection for, but he's out with this little boy too. And the little boy is just agitating and cranking up this dog and rolling him up. And you can see that he's getting pleasure in doing this. So my friend's got the dog on the leash. The dog's going nuts, kind of winding in circles, getting all tangled up. And the boy is just loving it. And my friend just turns around to the boy. We were talking, you know, I don't know, probably about something super important. I don't know. Um, my friend turns around just casually to the, the boy, puts his arm on his shoulder, looks him in the eye and says, Hey, let me tell you something. You're a man, and that means that God made you strong to take care of people and to take care of others. And right now, you're not using your strength to take care of my dog. You're using your strength to hurt my dog, and you need to stop it. And that was it. And then he turned around, and and the boy just kind of stood there wide-eyed, but he stopped hurting the dog. And my friend just picked back up in his conversation with me, but but something happened in me in that conversation. I realized that in just this side, maybe he had never thought about it before, but my friend distilled the very core of what it means to be a man. And he did so in one sentence to a six-year-old boy in a way that he got it. Now, this was huge to me. I At the time, I was a dad, but but not a dad of, of a boy. I had a little four-year-old girl, I think, at the time. Um, but I was a youth pastor, and I taught young men all of the time. And I remember going back and telling my wife, you know, this was so cool. My friend did this, and um, this is what he said um, about manhood, and there's just really something into it. And as time went on, and I began to think more and more about it, um, you know, I had done a lot of stuff with men's fraternity, which is a great program. And men's fraternity has an awesome definition of what it means to be a man. Um, and they use this acronym REAL, R-E-A-L. And uh, they say a real man rejects passivity, accepts responsibility, except I just spelled wrong. Okay, a real man rejects passivity, expects God's greater reward, accepts responsibility, and leads courageously. And, and that is absolutely true. Let me go through that one more time. And you can find this in the, in the blog talking about the same stuff on letsparent.com, letsparentonpurpose.com on the website. But a real man rejects passivity, 
expects God's greater reward, accepts responsibility, and leads courageously. And uh, that's a great definition of a real man. But I realized that the people that I was working with, you know, 11 to 18-year-old students, they, uh, they're going to have a hard time memorizing and applying that. And uh, over that year, something else happened. My, my wife became great with child. And uh, we found out that we were having a little boy. And so we began praying this prayer over his life. We began praying, God, would you make him strong? And then would he use his strength to take care of other people? And it's funny, my little boy Elijah uh, was born, and good night was he strong. He was just a, a beast of a little boy, thick, big, and strong. And uh, as, as he got older, that prayer began to take on more and more significance um, as he contracted leukemia and walked through that treatment. We're still in the process of it. Um, but, but we've seen Elijah, even in even what seems like his weakness, but strength of character, take care of people, and, and we've got to have so many conversations about that. Well, now I've got two kids. Uh, actually, I have four kids that I count up in my house, that live in my house, but I have two boys. And those boys, that is the definition that we use with them over and over again on what it means to be a man. And when I talk to the teenagers in my church and, and I teach them that's the definition that I use to be a man. A man, me, uh, uh, being a real man means that God made you strong, and that you're to use your strength to take care of other people. God made you strong, and that you're to use your strength to take care of other people. And it's so simple, but so profound. And I would encourage you. Um, just to think about this on a number of ways. Number one, even if you don't have a boy, if if you're if your child or your kids are girls, this is still so important for them to realize. Um, our culture, and I don't, I don't need to go into all of the failings of our culture right now, but, but obviously one of them is just great confusion about what it means to be a man, great confusion about what it means to be a woman, whether that's even important anymore. Um, and, and our poor kids, they're just they're throwing so much garbage, and we need to be clear with them without laying all kinds of burden and expectation on them. So being a man doesn't necessarily mean you have giant muscles. Being a man doesn't mean that you're super dominant. But being a man does mean that God's made you strong. And this has been something really awesome to reinforce, not just in my boys, but in my daughters, as they look for men that are safe to be around, men that they might eventually at some point in their life want to connect with. Is this somebody who exudes strength and then do they use that strength to take care of others or do they use that strength to try to wrap things around themselves? And, and that's really what it comes down to. God made you strong, but you're to use that strength to take care of others. And I can tell you in my house, one of my deepest, deepest joys is to hear my boys playing in their room. And, and my boys are 18 months apart. And one of them, typically the older, will, will do something dominant to the younger. And I'll, and I'll hear the younger say, hey, you're not using your strength to take care of me. And man, when, when I hear that, I, like my heart just explodes because I realize they've got it. They know what it means to be a man. Uh, the other thing is now when it comes to to disciplining them. Number one, remember that discipline doesn't mean punishment. Discipline doesn't mean chastisement. Discipline means training them to do what what we want. Like if I have a well-disciplined dog, that dog isn't cowering all the time. That dog behaves. That dog does what it's supposed to do. 
if you have a well-disciplined army, and, and a well-disciplined army doesn't mean they're punished all the time. It means that they, they do what's required. They do what's expected of them. And I want well-disciplined kids. I want my kids to know what's expected and to do it. And so part of the discipline process with my kids is, you know, we talk about this um, in their own lives and from the time they could speak, even before we could speak, I would tell my boys, you're a man. You are a man, not you're going to be a man one day. You are a man. And that means that God made you strong. And then we talk about the different ways that God made them strong. You know, one of them is physically stronger than the other. The other is fast and athletic and artistic. Um, They're strong with their words. We talk about being strong in character. Um, we talk about the influence that they have, you know, in the house. You know, I talk about it even with uh, with how they treat my wife whenever I'm gone. Um, you know, just the sad thing is that kids tend to obey dad more than mom. Maybe they're more scared of dad because we're bigger, um, probably because we're not as gracious and not as patient. Um, but when when I come home sometimes, and it's been a particularly bad day, I will talk to them about the strength of their words and the strength of their behavior. And, hey, did were you using your strength to take care of mom today? Or were you using your strength to get your own way and make her life miserable? And it's, and it's a continual reference point to go back to. And so, again, this works for boys. It works for teenagers. And it still works for me to this day. When I, when I think back, like, what's the right thing to do? Oh, the right thing is to use my strength to take care of other people. And this is so very biblical. This is this is what God made Adam to do in the garden. And this was the failure of Adam from the very beginning. He didn't use his strength to protect Eve. He shoved her forward, let her eat of the fruit to see what would happen to her. And then when he didn't see anything happen to her immediately, then he stepped in. He was a coward. So being a real man means that God made you strong to take care of others. It affirms their strength and it gives place for it. And this is just, this is what we want to do in our kids. So I, hopefully this will be helpful to you. You can talk about it with, with your, um, your kids, you know, and, and again, I think the best way to bring this up isn't when things are bad, but, but when things are good and casual conversation and driving. And then instead of always referencing it to their life, you can, you can talk about examples of other people you see. How did this person use their strength to take care of people? Or, oh man, did you see that this person who everybody looks at as so macho and popular uses their strength to manipulate, to get their way? Um, and these are just great training tools. And, and ultimately, this gives so much freedom for what the personality of your kid is, what their talents are, you know, what they want to be in life. Um, who cares what they want to be in life? As long as they're honoring God and serving others and they're a quality human being, let them be a doctor or a, or a ditch digger. Hopefully they can pay their bills and move out of your house. But but, but ultimately their, their, their definition of who they are isn't wrapped up in what job they have. So I, I, I give this to you as a gift. It was given to me as a gift and has been really profound in my life. The definition of manhood that a four-year-old can get, God made you strong, and you're to use your strength to take care of other people. God made you strong, and you're to use your strength to take care of the things that God has put on this earth. God made you strong because you're a man. Now, next week, I'll share with you our simple definition for a woman, and it's 
it was a lot more work because my smart friend didn't tell uh, some little girl that in front of me. So I had to really work through with other people coming up with it. We'll talk about that next week. But again, it's just as important for young ladies, teenagers, older ladies, as well as the guys in their life to be able to recognize a true woman. See, my prayer with this is that this would be super helpful for you and that we could raise a culture of, of young men and women who know who they are, who know who they belong to, and also who, who know what their role in the world is, um, but also have the freedom and the creativity and um, the flexibility to, to flesh that out um, as God would have them do. So uh, pray that. Pray this prayer. If, if you have sons... Pray this prayer over your sons, that God would make them strong, that they would use their strength to take care of other people. If you have daughters, pray that God would bring this kind of husband into their life, a husband who who knows that they're a man, who knows that they're strong and uses their strength to serve, to take care of, and not to manipulate and get their own way. Okay, I've probably bludgeoned this point enough for one day. I I pray it's been helpful to you. Um, Pray about it, practice it, and remember again, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to mess up along the way, and a lot of what God's teaching in your life is going to happen through the mess-ups. If you want to reference this stuff or you you learn better in written form, you can go to letsparentonpurpose.com and uh, get essentially the same information with just a little bit of difference in there, and also there's an archive of everything else we've done. Additionally, this is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. If you live on the Treasure Coast of South Florida and don't have a home church, we would love to have you visit with us. Um, You can check us out at covenantfellowship.com. If you need to get in contact with me, my name is Jay. You can email me at jay at covenantfellowship.com. Okay, that's it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.